And now back to your regular programming. If you speak better to yourself. <laughs> you showed up for like probably the dumbest conversation we've ever had on this show. Let's have that smile again. Tell me how that happens. Physically should not happen. <laughs> Relax. If you say Give me uh as well. Three times a day. God will light it up. It's just an absolute hack. And it gets his ass kicked by the teammates every week. And, you know, it's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City, Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. Today we're going to be talking about the latest news surrounding the NCAA's battle with Tennessee, all that, as well as uh, probably one of the most diverse range of topics that we've had this show on the show, because the first seven, ten minutes are probably going to be really serious, talking about implications on the lawsuit and what the latest update means and all that good stuff and then we're going to go to talking about someone watching spongebob in a strip club uh and a couple of other uh topics regarding things that happened over the weekend before we get to that sean can you please share with our listeners a quick word from our friends over at bet online i would love to uh we as you know joe we are in kind of the trials and tribulations of watching sports college basketball is getting good but it's not great yet hockey's fine but it's hockey Baseball starting to get spring training, working towards it, not there yet. I keep winning money somehow. I don't watch these sports I don't believe all you. that often. I win money on golf. I just had a five-leg, no-nothing parlay hit yesterday on college basketball. Home favorites, bingo, bango, $55 in my account. Joe, dumb, blind, and broke. Go to bet online. Experience hey, the world's you. best wagering platform anytime from your don't interrupt my reads, please. Anytime from your desktop or mobile devices, head to Bet Online today uh, to become one of the uh, part of the team. And remember to use promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. The game starts here. What were you trying to say? Nothing. I just said go screw yourself because oh, okay. you called me blind and broke. I don't know who you think you're talking to over there. A Skippy. blind broke man. Yeah, yeah. Settle down. Speaking of broke, the NCAA is about to be completely broken yeah. and killed off after. In an ongoing battle for those that are a little late to this, this past Friday, though, a judge granted an injunction uh, in that case that is suspending any NCAA rules on name, image, and likeness and is, I believe, placing a temporary restraining order on the whole situation. My main takeaway from all this, Sean, is that we have finally gotten to the point where the NCAA has dug themselves into their own hole. I have no idea how they seemingly thought that this was going to be a strong, thought-out plan in order to regain some footing in the NIL landscape and the ruling landscape and to prevent uh, recruiting inducement. Instead, they have placed themselves in the worst possible position because they did not have the forethought or the potential sight to see that something like this could happen, that they could be completely suspended for having any ruling. What are your thoughts on this whole situation? They baked a half-baked cake, and it had good frosting on it, and people bought it, and then they got the slices on the inside and said, hey, this cake isn't very good. Who made this? We made it? Oh, God. Here comes, you know, here come the calls. My kid's sick. People are sick from the cake you made, and now you're trying to fix it. You baked the bad cake at the beginning. Everyone was happy about NIL. I think it's a good thing. Portal opening up, fine, whatever. I don't have as huge of a problem as that as others. But to retroactively 
try to crack down was the worst call they could have made. Of course, the courts ruled in favor of Tennessee and Virginia, because how couldn't they? It, it, you you pushed to get this. You, you, you pushed and pushed, and you never had a product that could stand on its own. You never had rules that could stand on their own that you wouldn't get mad about. How are you going to make the rules and get mad about it when people try to work around them? It's a sport. It's a game. It's unbelievable. They've lost all power. And it just, it just pushed it. They got fat and happy, right? And that's why we're getting the two-team conference moving forward because they got complacent. They were uh, – what is the stupid term, Joe, uh, when you're – they weren't working with anticipation of what could happen. There's a better word for it. Uh, they were reacting and not acting. And now you have to react and either build something better or uh, they have to have a better pitch than Sankey and, and Petiti. That's the only way they stay in power. Hard to do. I don't think Sankey wants to be running a whole league all by himself with new guy Petiti. So the NFL, NFL, NCAA needs to have a proposal as good or better the next time it comes around if they want to keep any semblance of power. Right now, it's looking terrible. Yeah, the the bit again. I I said this a second ago. The 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 biggest part to me, and the reason why, and we said this in the first time that we talked about it. That because they tried to retroactively enforce this instead of, and also this is something that constantly gets brought up in this, are, is Tennessee guilty of doing something illegal or not? That's not what the issue is. The, the fact of the matter is, and what the argument by Tennessee is, is that there was too much vagueness in the rules that were presented to them. And because of that, they were merely just operating without any strict enforcement by what their boosters were doing, what their NIL collective was doing. They were operating freely as long as it 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 fit the loose guidelines. If the NCAA wanted to make headway in establishing footing and power and being able to uphold this power that they used to have, they needed to have placed rules and been very specific with those rules. Charlie Baker needed to come to the table and say, this is what we're doing going forward. And this is how we're going to handle it. Trying to punish somebody before doing that is what led to this mess. I'm just really dumbfounded that an organization that has been around for as long as it has and has had such a, a heavy wielding hammer over the fates of the greatest programs in the sport. There have been some massive cases of death penalties in which they have completely brought down that hammer and completely completely decimated the futures of programs. And like I think of Miami right now, we see the direction that they've been. They have had no luck since what has happened to them in the early 2000s. So we're now at the spot though where they have so poorly acted that this has gone in the complete opposite direction. I don't know what they thought was going to come of this. Like I, I don't know how with how NIL and how the, you know, the, federal courts ruled against them in 2001, I believe it was, that they were going to get the upper hand in this and that these schools weren't going to fight back aggressively and that the courts were not going to then side with these universities. It's just, it's such an insane point that we've gotten to that, is it Charlie Baker's fault? Is it somebody else in the administration that we don't know about's fault? Is this, was this almost a trap that was set by Tennessee and the SEC. That's almost where the point it was where I'm nuts. at. Where it's so you, stupid. It feels like a trap. 
they gave the kids a Lego set and were mad when the kids didn't build what was on the box. And they started, you gave us the Legos. We, we built, uh, we built a car. I know that on the box was a house, but we built a car and now you don't like it, but you gave us the Legos. How can you complain? I think they need to give up on it right now. The NCAA should give up on whatever they're doing with NIL. Scrap that. It's going to have to figure itself out. It's probably not going to get much better, but it's going to have to figure itself out. They need to start focusing on employment. They need to start focusing on whatever else is coming down the barrel where they can get a jump start and say, hey, we were caught with our pants down every single time on the last five issues. What's the next one? Because we can't butcher it. They might, but they, they, they just need to just give up. If you need to build another bad team of people that are already overworked and, and way too stretched out, do that. Yeah. And they can well, oversee it. It's not going to be great, but that's just what it is. Uh, but you, they're just going to – you can't keep on not being proactive about what's coming next. Employment's coming next. It's either that or the two team. You have to be ready. How can they though? They haven't proven it. I, I think that the what you just brought up there. I think that's that is really if the NCAA wants to remain alive and well, they have to. They they absolutely one thousand percent have to focus their attention on something else because the NIL issue is now unenforceable by them. It is going no matter who else they try to 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 investigate and whatnot. They're just gonna going to keep getting to, sued and they're yes. going to keep getting beat in court. The only way, the only way that they can do good in this, and the problem is, is that they had such a, I'm trying to think of the way I want to describe this, they had such a, in a way it was a malicious intent. The intent was, we're not happy with the way that this whole NIL thing is being handled, so we're going to come back and be really restrictive on it, even though we were not specific on what those restrictions were. Yeah. If they want to do good for the sport like you just talked about, they need to spend the next year or so being quiet and spend all of their energy towards properly projecting and building out what revenue sharing looks like at the college level. And I don't know if that's even something that they can really figure out because this might have to be a conference by conference thing because they're the NCAA is not the, the, um, the entity that's in negotiations for, TV rights deals. That's where all this money is going to be coming from. Yeah. But if they can put together some sort of a guideline and they can lay all that out and make all this legal instead of trying to be dickheads, instead of trying to be difficult and old fat, overly old fashioned, they need to be forward thinking. And the only thing that they can be forward thinking on right now, because they have fumbled this NIL thing is focusing on revenue sharing for players. It's their last chance. And I'll be clear. I want the NCAA to stick around. They're a great villain. Uh, and when it's working, it's a fine system. Bec- it's 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 so tough to have this many entities to oversee. The NCAA, they, they got too big to regulate. And maybe that's a good thing. And they just got, it, it got too popular. College sports got way too popular. They They didn't expect it to be this big. They didn't expect to have this many issues. Uh, I want them to stick around because watching them is fun. It's entertaining outside of the sports to see what they do and how they're scrambling. It's like reality TV. It's it's great. But they can't keep losing. They have to win one. 
or else it's just it just com- it just gets way too lopsided. It can't. It can't well, get too lopsided. But that that's the that's kind of what I'm saying where I brought up and said it was malicious because right now they're in backed in the corner and they're trying to pick fights with whoever is in front of them. They they need to be coming at this from a collaborative approach. It, it is the only way that they will survive as an enforceable entity is if they work to to collaborate with all of these teams and build a strong, bright future for the game and for all athletics in college. Otherwise, Woodstock Joe, shut up. (laughs) I mean, you make fun of something that I, that that I, what, what do you, I just don't think coaches really like collaboration that much. (laughs) That's the tough part. Well, you're not working with they like recruits and they like having talented players more than they like collaboration. And that's tough for the NCAA. (laughs) You have to find a way to get these guys to work on your side because you're right. But it's not the coaches. It's the administrators. By the way, sorry, I didn't mean to say shut up. I thought you were going to make fun of me because I said collaborate weird. Uh, You you started smirking the minute I said it. It's the administrations that they need to collaborate with. That's who they need to start working with. And I would argue coaches and teams and schools would like to not have to be the ones that they have to fall on the sword they would like for somebody else to fall on the sword for when something goes wrong right i mean that's why yeah. the NCAA exists is there needs to be something that can get sued when something bad goes wrong that's a bit you know a big reason why it's still there and why i think a lot of conferences and teams wouldn't want to get rid of it it's good to have the scapegoat but now it's just they're not the bully anymore they're getting bullied they're getting bullied by everyone. The NCAA has no pimp hand. They have no strength. They have no authority because every time they go to court, they lose. How do you keep on losing? And you can keep on giving violations, but what violation will matter? Have you seen how creative these teams are getting? NIL for walk-ons, a complete substitute for a scholarship. I know it's been happening. That That's creative. It's a workaround. You had no plans for that. And now you're complaining? Because because walk-ons are getting a- enough money for tuition, it, it, they complain about weird things. They make the the w- rules that are supposed to benefit other you know players going to play football, get an education. They make it seem like a bad thing where it's not. Like, we can't have this. Why can't you? Why couldn't a walk-on that that's wanted by a team get paid by a booster nil whatever it is? That's what you want. You want a player, right? You want players playing in your conference or in your le- in your league, NCAA. You want the players. You're driving them away. They continue to drive them away. They need to make a player fair uh, employment decision. Grant the rights, all that. They need to make it fair for the players, or else, or else, where what they don't have the power, they'll go somewhere else. I think we're just about ready for them to go somewhere else. We'll see what ends up happening with this. As this um, situation is really just starting to heat up. Yeah, this is just the beginning of this. All right, time to talk about stupid shit. Sean, you uh, kick us off with this first first offseason topic here. Oh, sure. I'd love to. Uh, we'll start with the demise of Twitter. Joe, you're on fire this weekend. You sent some good ones to me. Uh, the DMs is a lot of show prep. You sent one that that put me in a rage for about five minutes because it, I, this was a trigger moment for me and I didn't realize it. Which one did I send you? The this new york style diner served the same way and then people i guess online have had similar thoughts as me where these aggregation accounts that are ran by bots that post interesting things because they inherently are interesting 
keep posting the same videos. And I think Musk wanted Twitter to be more like YouTube. Okay, fine. YouTube, fine model. But there are so many big accounts that are all bots and they all reply to each other and they all have to be sending each other the same shit that if there is a diner in New York that serves Coke in the same style as 1997, I can't figure out why, when, how, where until I scroll through 50 other goddamn bots showing me other interesting shit. I can't go to that yet. I'm trying to figure out about the soda and the syrup. And you're showing me a a Tanzanian beverage. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll check this out. I hate where it's going. Stop trying to suck me in with the bots. It's getting big posts on Twitter, getting way less uh, available to regular people to see the the fun comments. Or I'm up in arms about it. And I hate uh, that you're siding with the 97-year-old diner in New York. I just think that you're... You're, overth- you're overthinking this. I'm online I, I, too much. I'm on Twitter I, too much that it's become an issue for me. I, I think the bigger the bigger thing that bothers me is every time I tweet something, pussy in bio is commented on yeah, every single thing that I post. That I'm a little more no- annoyed about. And I, I just – when there's those big posts, I usually scroll past them. I don't go in the comments because I know that it's go just going to be feverish nonsense. Nonsense. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't go to, into the bio, man. I don't why. Well, it's there in bio. I mean, it's free engagement, though, on your tweets, though. I mean, you get the occasional comment and like. When Instagram had a problem when it was first starting, when they, I, th- I think they had a big problem in like 17 or maybe 15. Just porn bots everywhere started following people. I'm like, all right, well, they're not hurting me. I'm not. I'm. That's just another number. I get that. What is it about this diner, though, that intrigues you personally? Because you, I, you okay, I've been to the you. diner before. I've been to the diner a lot, oh, right okay. near where nice? I used to get now my I... haircut in in New York. Oh, it was like God. right around the corner. Have it, you taken your barber a, to the diner? It, 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 no, uh, actually, I don't know if he's come with us before. It's, I mean, the guy's Plus, working. It's not healthy. The relationship that you and your family have with this I, I take the, I take him. We go we'd go to dinner with him all the time. What, oh God, forbid! I have uh, 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 yeah. a, I have a relationship with somebody that i ha- also have a consumer relationship with like why is that a problem like i God i don't understand the gentleman that cuts my hair that i obviously want to be a part of my family uh this is this it's a weird relationship you don't know how to talk to people you don't know how to, well, interact I do know how to with talk the, to people yeah I, I also don't think you know how to vibe with adults i think i just think that like you're, oh, you're, you're cr- stuck with 20 somethings and look, look how cool you sound by the way you know how to vibe with adults i what is this channel Try to I, I I don't I don't know, man. You're you've got such you a problem with, with me. Two guys that got kids, and now you're vibing with adults. I, I just think you have this unhealthy obsession with how I interact with certain people in my life, just because there is some sort of you know commercial interaction involved. Just because there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. What's the deal with the diner? What's the deal with the syrup and the old Coca-Cola? I don't know. I've actually never had Coca-Cola at the diner. And You're I didn't useless know, to me. I didn't I, I recognized the guy and I recognized the diner the first time I saw this clip. And I was like, oh, I had no idea that that was something that they did there. I legitimately had no idea. They make really good eggs and really good bacon, though. Very mm. good bacon. Have I, you I, I've been there a million times. You just go once a month. Who'd you see there once? Jesse McCartney? Who'd you see? I, I 
why this is such a terrible approach to get me to say things I, I, you, man. I have a pre-show pre-show conversation with you and you're just well, like you, you just keep on speak you, the details like fuck god have a little more i want to know i can't get the details on twitter so give me everything you know I have a little twitter. bit more grace i one time when i was a kid saw paul mccartney in there oh. like what it, 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 it's a lot less interesting when you're just jamming it down everyone's well throat. you never told me you saw a beetle before uh in real life and now you're telling me that on, on a I, sunday mid-february and you're trying to tell my story through me, your me you telling it to you five minutes before we started recording i got distracted by the barber for a moment you break every time you it, it was going well and then you brought up the barber and it completely threw me off because that relationship is so it's normal incestuous. it's completely normal it's not normal I don't I, get beers with my barber. I don't know anybody that does. Because you don't Everyone have a consistent I know barber. everybody that likes their barber. I've been going to the same barber uh, for the last three months. Oh, God. Three months, man. That's, gonna, such a, look, that, that's like I saying I'm in a serious relationship with this shop. girl. We've been dating for three months. I don't know anybody that dislikes their barber. And I also don't know anybody that says, hey, I got plans with my barber later. It's, do you get where I'm coming from here? He's a family friend. That's not what this is. I'm, I'm not saying I have a close a personal relationship with him. Before he started cutting your hair. No. Or did he become a family he friend? He was cutting, cutting my, okay. Hair. Before I was born, he would cut my dad's hair. Okay. Mm. Okay. When they were both much younger, when my dad moved to, to New York City. And they developed a, again, you have not gone and gotten your hair cut by somebody for a long enough period of time. Do you were probably one of those one of those like completely um antisocial fucks that sits in the chair and doesn't want to talk to the barber. I don't say you're a probably word. one of those people. I don't say a word. I go and, I and, you're, in, and you're sitting here like questioning how like I have a, I a personal in, relationship. I sit, next, I sit in the chair next to my guy if he's got a chair, if he's got someone in the chair. And then when he when that guy's done, I go. It's a social interaction. Right in. You know exactly it what is I'm. It's a social you know. interaction. You sit in silence and it's you a just haircut. want this peasant Why do I need to, to do a hair. podcast while I'm having my hair cut? That's not please. what it's about. Take good an inch barbers top, are good conversationalists, and they're easy to talk to. Oh my god! You know what's what? It? Maybe your barbers need to focus a little more on the hair cutting and then less about the chit chat with my Mr. hair media. looks fine. My hair looks fine. You that. get the same. You get the same short haircut every single time oh, now we're hitting on my hair i got I, my yeah. hair's fine this is fine hair right now it's a little you know it's a little matted yeah it, it's every my hair's big, fine it's every big headed uh white guy in their mid-20s the same haircut that everyone has so i can so now we're making fun of head size something that i yeah I just, yeah i can't i can't are. make my head smaller i can't because you're attacking me for sucks. Do you, do you just not like people in the service industry? Is that what this no, is? I, I have very fond memories of many. There are times I've wanted to uh, start a life with waiters when I see them bringing me a big beer. I, I, I say, I could run away with you. I'm You're so a bad person. You know beer. that? You're a I, bad I, person. Why, how am I bad? You are lusting over this, this barber cutting your well, hair. Okay, here, I'll give you a... I'm not lusting. There's nothing lusting about it. He and my dad are close friends, and we we often will have dinner with him every every so often. When especially well, I whenever get to I come have home with him, when I, when we're uh, no, because you don't know not? him. I'm not taking you there because you've only. Spoken I don't get to meet so the barber many, now. You no, because you've only spoken so many negative things about him. I don't get to meet the magic barber. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this. One of one of my other growing up close personal family friends, not me, like just like 
family friends close with my dad sure was somebody who owned one of the italian restaurants in the town that we lived in and we used to just go there so often that eventually my dad started you know becoming friends with him and then we used to go over to, to, to that person's house for a lot of holidays is that also weird that's not people terribly can weird people I'm can just... develop relationships with people that work in the service industry why are you a bad person a big thing be be because you made it a big thing i'm not anti-service industry i'm not i've it. worked in it i've lived it more than you no probably about the same okay you were selling lemonade i was uh I was so bad I was at sweating it. over a grill uh having rhode island kids put give me their burgers back because they were too salty and peppery I worked in the kitchen too. I just got kicked out of it because I kept eating while I was working. <laughs> when I was at Bonnet Shores, I, if I wasn't found, I was in the freezer because I was so hot from standing over the grill. I never worked a full shift. I said I had meetings. I worked five hours max. Never a full day. Uh, um, I'm, I'm skipping over the, the third fine. topic we have. Uh, I want to talk about Madame Webb. I texted you about it. I... So I went to go see it this weekend and went with... Oh, on. Why? Why would you see Madam Webb? I wanted to go see it because everybody was talking about how horribly terrible it was. And honestly, okay, my right. expectations... Trust me, I was not going because I was intrigued I, by... I know you like... You, 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 I know you're not a, a complete hater of, of superhero movies. So I, 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 we haven't talked about it in a while. Uh -huh. But, but I, I didn't know if you were genuinely excited about Madam Webb. I just kept seeing people talking about how bad it was that it was worth the experience of going to see it. Like if you, mm -hmm. if you enjoy movies, it is worth seeing how bad it is. So went with, I told my girlfriend, I was like, right, let's go see this on Friday. And she was like, Oh, like a bunch of my friends from work wanted to go. So we'll, we'll go meet with them. They showed up just hammered, unbelievably hammered. One of the guys was a friend of the friend group who had been drinking since noon on a Friday. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what this guy does for work. I kind of respect him was so drunk and was yelling for the first 20 minutes of the movie security had to escort him out, which was in oh, nice. part sure. of the experience. But people were yelling throughout this whole movie because it was so goddamn stupid. It was so ham fisted. Um, the dialogue and the writing was just so unbelievably direct. There was no nuance. There was no like, trying to be sudden about things it was like this you know like this really bad thing is about to happen it was every horrible trope in a movie uh, in a in a superhero movie that could have possibly been put into a movie but the worst part about it and i texted you this you in college had this fixation on this idea that you wanted to produce a movie that had an anti movie as you described it that had non-stop audio issues and technological video issues like yeah, the boom mic really, hanging down stuff that really made the viewer hurt there was one character who was the villain whose voice did not align with oh no with his audio and clearly they went and re-recorded a lot of his lines in the booth and not only not only did it not match up not only did it not match up and whoever is the audio engineer should be shot no, um, no, no, no. <laughs> the tone also was different. He changed the tone in his delivery in the audio booth than the way that he delivered it when they shot it. There wasn't a single instance where him speaking was correctly lined up with his mouth moving. 
But on top of that, there was also a boom mic that that snuck its way into one of the scenes. Nice. And then the cutting <laughs> was hilarious. The editing, there was one scene where they were in the hospital at the end of the movie. And this is consistent with the whole movie. In the hospital and... Who was in the... Madam Webb was in the hospital? Ma- Madam Webb was in the hospital <laughs> with the three girls. And uh, a, a nurse walks in and, you know, makes the, like, are you... Oh, are you close family and then you know very cheesy yes they're my family and in this shot the nurse walks in has like her clipboard is like is like opening something up and is like clearly like looking at paperwork the next cut there is there's nothing in between it's just her reversing course and then walking out of the Uh, the room so Did there you, was no, there was no purpose of this individual walking into the room. They literally walked in. They didn't. They decided that they weren't going to make it make sense that this woman was just going to have suddenly everything in front of her was closed and then she walked out of the room. So that happened multiple times in the movie. Gotcha. Well, it should have had good reviews then. Okay, so it's got a twelve percent on the tomato meter. That's the critics and the audience gave it a fifty-seven percent. These are out of what? It's too high or a hundred? A hundred. That is too oh, high. A hundred. Jeez. That is too high. <laughs> that what is the you, worst piece of shit I've ever seen. You can't give it a zero, but out of 100, what do you give it? One. No, it was that bad. It was the worst piece of shit that I have ever oh, seen. Oh, no. Was it? Did you? Okay, because Thor Love and Thunder was the worst piece of shit that I've ever seen. Uh, and the only I haven't seen it, it but I can be, imagine. Oh, that's my one, like one out of 100 movie. I'm telling you, go see it. If you have time just go it's worth the <laughs> worth the experience Dude, i've the the movies this last month we we all decided all right we're not gonna be drinking as much so we might as well spend you know watch some more movies going into the theaters just watch i mean it's bad the last bad it, it's been like an eternity waiting for some good movies to be out because as soon as we started getting going on this iron claw was just leaving theaters so there was like wonka it was migration, uh, the the animated movie. We saw American Fiction, which was pretty. Did you good, see actually. migration? I did not see migration. People uh, saw the Beekeeper. The Beekeeper sucked. I mean, really, after award season, you can't. This is when we should be drinking. All this dry January bullshit. That's a lie. It's the worst. There's no good movies out after when football's done. This is the only month of the every day until good movies come out. That's when the drinking should happen. When it's summer. To, to to New Year's sober, and then this stretch should just be America's binge. That's all it should be, and then we get healthy again. Everybody mistimes it. I, I'm telling you, you need to go to see this movie though. It, it, as a uh, self-labeled cinephile, you need to. Go. I'm the cinephile. Yeah, you've called yourself a cinephile before. Oh, I, I, I am not a cinephile. I like, I, I like Maybe a different movies. kind of file. Cinephiles but... don't like. <laughs> no other types of files. As what a movie, we... in, as a movie enjoyer, I think you need to go see this movie. What did you Seriously. get in the theater? Did you get popcorn, candy, drinks? No, nah, I didn't. I've been, I've been trying to stay light on what I've been consuming because uh, you know the, the, the period the of time. Theater, you need something I, at the theater. I got the most obnoxiously large. Did you get the Dune bucket? No, I wanted to get the dude bucket. I was scolded for suggesting it. I didn't want to get popcorn though because it's a lot of calories. I got an enormously large uh, soda and I got Pib Zero. 
and I could not sleep. Pibs I forget. Zero? Yeah, Mr. Pibb's great. And there was no calories in the zero version. And it was the most comically large soda. I couldn't sleep. I literally couldn't sleep. There was so much caffeine in that thing. What? You don't like Mr. Pibb? Are you doing a bit? I'm not doing a bit. I don't want to sit Are you there. Are doing an artist want a Mr. Dr. Thunder bit? Who's <laughs> Dr. Thunder? Mr. Pibb is great. Yellow. You don't you don't like Mr. You're a Pibb? Pepsi guy? You have to be a Pepsi no, guy. Mr. Pibb stinks. Oh, Mr. you stink. Mr. Pibb is awful. Mr. Pibb I is Dr. the best. I had Dr. Pepper last night and knocked my balls off. I, I, Mr. Pibb Mr. is Dr. Pibb. Pepper. Why are you standing up for Mr. Pibb? Mr. Pibb's great. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Mr. Pibb reeks. You're a piece of shit. It's great. You, you didn't even get a real Mr. Pibb. You got a Mr. Pibb Zero, which because I can't believe they had. 600 calories, the, the size of the drink I that I bought. I can't believe they had a budget. Oh, you're counting soda calories. We know those. Yeah. Don't they have fruit in them. They're healthy. Look. Zero. What? Zero calorie sodas is one of the biggest cheats that you could you could pull off that people make fun of. They give me diarrhea, the zeros, regardless. Mr. Pibb Zero. Everything gives you diarrhea. Not true. (laughs) Mr. Mr. I can't believe they have the resources to not only keep Mr. Pibb around, but to have a spin-off zero. How could they there's not a budget normal? Perfectly normal. No, there, is a, no. there is a budget because Mr. Pib people is like the me love Mr. Pib. Third team. Who's people like you? You're a Mr. Pib fan. Yes, I love Mr. Pib. I will seek out Mr. Pib if I can find it. I like Dr. Pepper too, but if I see Mr. Pib, I will get Mr. Pib. You're going with the Mister over the Doctor here. You're almost never going to have both because of competing sales in. You know, is Mr. Pibb a California various venues? Thing? Or were you chugging no. Pibb back in Jersey? I was chugging Pibb back in the day. <laughs> you're a piece of garbage. I'm a Pibber. I'm a no, Pibber, you're man. Not a Pibber. No, that's not a thing. <laughs> Learning. The last more thing about when you wrote down on here, by the way, was uh, was related to somebody ordering an espresso martini pitcher, and you were going to ask what other booze could we put in a pitcher. Forget that. I need a pitcher, Miss. Picture of Mr. Pibb. That's what I need. You're not being. You're not being... <laughs> Is that Here. illegal? Is that illegal? It's not illegal, but I just don't know why you're locking in on Pib Zero. God forbid! I don't want to be like every single one and zero in society, and I want you're to be a little a different. Stand against big soda? Yeah, th- no, no, it's not a big soda thing. I just don't want to be a, a generic NPC. God forbid a man has different tastes than the the general consensus, like you do. I drink orange soda. I drink pineapple soda. I, I drink orange strawberry. Soda. What? Okay, I'm saying Coke's not my number one. I, I think I have pepper is my number one. If we're doing dark soda and then other, it, it would be. Oh, a now soda. all of a sudden you're drinking the diet ones and you're giving me shit. I'm not drinking diet. That's you also just said a diet pepper. Factory. You Dr. just said pepper. diet. Okay. Doctor. Sorry. All the nomenclature with these sodas is messing me up. You're probably a Sprite guy. Loser at Joe DeLeon at Sanderson radio uh, at hack city pod on Twitter. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review wherever you're tuning in. We won't be back on Thursday, but after we got a tape on Monday, probably when my flight gets in, we'll figure all that out for the rest of your week.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.